Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to listen to a Riley Davis, Riley Friday. Yay! Woo! Riley Davis in the house, everybody. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Uh, let's get festive, ladies and gentlemen. This is the last Sleepers podcast episode you're going to get before Christmas. This is the last Sleepers podcast episode you're going to get until, like, I think Thursday, maybe even Friday of next week. Sorry, but there's, like, no college basketball. We're going to take a little holiday break. So uh, who better to celebrate with than Riley himself? Riley, happy holidays, my friend. You look great. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm going to Charlotte tomorrow see see my in-laws um, for Christmas and everything. I'm looking at Carter right now, who has a very nice overtime green and red hoodie on yeah that's pretty festive i'm still waiting for my overtime care package that i mentioned <laughs> been mentioning this since like july um but yeah nice fit how are y'all doing i know you've been grinding hard on the recaps and previews i've sort of been absent from that this week but wish you wish you the best of luck in all of that that's it you know it's always great to see you guys uh both of my friends here will be celebrating first christmases with with uh new family members correct this is gonna be murph and theo's first christmas right it is man i'm I'm gonna need all content fellas i mean all content pictures videos all that okay so don't hold back or honestly i have a feeling we'll be coming home with a lot of with a lot of gifts for him I've I've already it's, it has been confirmed let's go <laughs> yeah we've we've cleaned out the car already in our house yeah um <laughs> Part, the speech that you're going to give at Murphy and Theo's wedding 30 years from now is going to be so iconic, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like how how you met these two lovebirds, fathers via Zoom calls in a wintry December 2023. It's going to be it's going to there's not going to be a dry eye in the house. I'll tell you that. No, it's going to be nice. Uh, Riley, how do you feel about arranged marriage, by the way? <laughs> let's move on let's move on to the youtube comment of the day car what's your youtube comment of the day uh my youtube comment of the day is well before i say this do you guys watch friends or have you watched friends yes okay no i'm familiar with the general premise though okay i haven't watched friends but this comment wait 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 wait. hold on hold on first of all shame on both of you for not watching any friends like i'm not like a watch every episode guy but the fact that both of you are sitting out here like i haven't watched friends is ridiculous uh second riley claims uh he knows the general premise can you give me the general premise of friends riley the one with the blank and they're all friends and they all date around and have drama with their relationships yeah, it's pretty I, good. Honestly, I know the premise of it. Like, I know the characters, like Chandler, Joey, mm-hmm. uh, Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> That's exactly what I was gonna say. I was about to just say Jen Aniston. Yeah, like I, I have I, no idea what her name was. Well, ne- never forget that I did once rub shoulders with Courtney Cox in the Chinese theater in Hollywood. Courtney Cox is in there too. That's correct. Okay, true story. Well, this one because it got a good amount of thumbs up, I feel like it needed to be addressed. It said Greg holds his breath like Joey. Tribbiani and friends. What does that mean? I have not seen that episode. Don't know. Okay. Uh, sorry, Uncle Phil Farm. I I blew it, but I just read that comment because I had a lot of thumbs up. All right. Well, that was an uneventful uh, YouTube comment of the day. But hey, we tried. It is what it is. Okay. Let's- wait. 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 Bonus one from Elijah Crouch. I've been listening to you guys for a few months now, and despite the fact that this channel 
is always putting out great content. This has to, this has been my favorite episode to date. Keep up the great work, guys. Hmm. Thanks, Elijah. That means a lot. There you go. Thank you. Ho, 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 Elijah. You're going to get something nice under your tree. Let's move to the Discord comments. Uh, hey, people like Elijah, by the way, if you truly do love this content, best way to support us is the Discord. Uh, not going to lie. I got a direct deposit from Carter today. That happened. That's the first time in my life that that's happened. And uh, the Discord payments are a huge part of us being able to make this financially sustainable in the long term, both in and out of this season. Uh, we're having fun with this. The numbers are growing. The content, I think, is pretty good. People tell us they like it. All things are good. Support the show. Click the link in the description to join the Discord. And Great, uh, great Secret Santa gift, by the way, too. That's what I, I put two Discord Sleepers memberships because you buy two $10 gifts and then you do the, what's the game called, Greg, what you call White White Elephant? You're acting like you don't know what White Elephant is, but I know that you play it yearly. Well, there's, there, get, there's a different battery daddies from the White Elephant. That was from Secret Santa, not White Elephant. It's two separate things. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I'm playing White Elephant and you bring two under $10 gifts or $10 gifts. And I brought, and I bought two sleeper memberships. Did you actually? Yeah. That's a great gift. I love it. That. It is. I love Has it. this White Elephant happened yet? Has it happened yet? No, it's happening. What's today? It's happening the night of the twenty third. Oh, okay, cool. Wow, that's incredible. Thanks, Carter. Appreciate you supporting financially ourselves. That's really nice. Uh, all right, first comment from Malik Perry. He says you two had to pick a team for a five on five full court game, but you can only pick Discord members. You two will be the sixth man. P.S. Full court Carter, no three fourths court playing. Uh, Cart, I think that means we have to pick five names here. What five Discord members would you want on your team of five? Well, I'm going to pick Malik just because of the mystique of Malik. I got to grab him. Who knows? Like, he could be five foot. Malik could also very well be six, eight, for all I know. I got to figure. I got to pick him to find out. I'm picking Koi because he can fight, um, and I'm going to get in an altercation, and I know he can have my back. I'll probably have Fam in there. And then, you know what? Give me Ryan the Lion. Give me Ryan the Lion on my team. Little, little, he said he's an instigator. Little Pat Bad action. I'll throw him on the squad. Enforcer type. Yeah. Fam definitely, I feel like, is like a trustworthy, like, you know, if you kick to him, he's going to make the right play, the team oriented guy. Sorry. Actually, I'm designated Fam for assignment to the G League. I'm picking up Z Hearth. Oh, I forgot Z Hearth's in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah you got to have Z Hearth. Uh, by the way, you're supposed to pick five, so you can reacquire Fam if you want as your fifth. I'm the fifth. I want to start. You're not allowed to play. That's what Malik said. We're the sixth men. Oh, what the? I ain't the, I ain't the sixth man on no team. What the hell? Um, If I had to pick somebody else, uh, you know, give me Melba. Yeah. Okay. So I want to do my five quickly and then we'll move on. Uh, I would have Daniel Greer because my vision of Daniel Greer is that he's 6'4", and I feel like he's a nice little stretch four from what I can tell. Um, I would have Sully because any person with any sort of ties to the Kentucky basketball program instantly gets a leg up on everybody else. So he's there. I have fam for sure. Uh, because again, trust, trust level with fam just has to be up there. Z hearth. No question. He's the best basketball player in the discord, unless we have somebody else that we don't know. And, uh, I was going to pick Melba because I feel like Melba has a sneaky, good jumper, not even sneak. Mm -hmm. I just think Melba, Melba probably has a great jumper. Um, I'm picking Dion Hillford. Like, 
come on. End of the day, <laughs> if, if shit gets dirty, I'm going to need Dion on my side. That's my That's point. a good pick. Daniel Greer is a sneaky good pickup, too, because, like, you're getting a southern charm. Like, you hit four threes, and, you're, and he's just, like, back. Like, Greg's shooting the piss out of that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. He's being all nice about it. All right. That was a fun question. Thanks, Malik. Uh, moving on here. Uh, Boom Fizzle says, I forgot exactly which team Greg was referencing when he said this. UCLA? But it was something to the effect of, do these guys even want to play college ball knowing they're going to the league regardless? That got me thinking, what would be your way to ideally construct your rosters if you were a coach? Uh, We know some rely heavily on the portal, some like Painter just to prefer to recruit their guys. What would you do, Riley? Uh, Let's have you go first, if you don't mind. I would, oh man, I'm like... Find the NBA players who are going to be in the the 30 to 50 range that you can get for two or three years, then go get good vets from the portal and get athleticism. Do what UConn did. I think UConn has the best constructed roster this year. I like that. Cart? See, that's that's good. I agree with the 30 to 50, but I, but I, I need me a one and done. I need me a guy. Okay, I need well, at least one of those. Maybe I should have, you know, UConn has that with Steph, Steph, uh, Stephon Castle. Stephen Castle? True. I still don't know how to say his first name, but yeah, one Steph, and done. Stephon Castle. I think if I was picking, like, as a, a coach or a team that's doing that right now, I would take actually the Coach Cal method. I like the way he did it. I think Coach Cal got a little lucky that, like, these freshmen are who they are this year, though. It hasn't worked the last couple of years. Okay, yeah. Well, that sometimes you got to risk it to get the biscuit. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, I would steer away from freshmen almost entirely. I know that's like not actually doable, but barring me being at a school that has no NIL or like has admissions problems, I would lean as heavily into the portal as you possibly can. Even if that means a roster of like nine transfers, I like the Memphis model, quite frankly, Cart, We keep talking about how much we love Memphis. They're super old. It's desperate guys that want to win. Like you're seeing it with Illinois, as long as you vet the personalities, like if you can find 23-year-old dudes who have played a bunch of different roles and just desperately want to win, I think, honestly, right now, the 50th best transfer in the country that's 23 years old is probably as good as a top-five freshman is in college basketball right now. like that method. I used to have a I used to have a big theory that if you just recruited, like, the third and fourth options at, like, Brewster or Wasich or Montverde that you'd end up with a squad like Kadari Richmond and Matt Cross. I think both were like third, second, third, fourth options at Brewster. Uh, Took them a little while. Matt Cross has been at like five different schools, but that, that theory I think has gotten some holes in it in recent years. A lot of these guys. So I'm like, Oh, I pay attention to the high school pedigree that it hasn't worked out for them. Yeah. Yeah. The sports changed so much. It truly is crazy. Like I used to get really excited about like a two-star recruit that John Beeline uncovered. And now it's like, if you're not 23 and haven't played for three different schools, I don't see this working out. Uh, (laughs) Tristan Freeman busting brackets says, which animal are you most fascinated with that isn't mainstream, like a lion, wolf, bear, etc.? For me, it's the mayfly, who only lives for one whole day. I love our Discord, first of all, and I love Tristan Freeman. Uh, Card, I have to go to you first on this because you were the center of our animal discussions today. I think like it, it'd be between a, a, a capybara and a sloth. I mean, the jokes write themselves there. Do you want do you want a response? Do you want to elaborate? I, I just I'm so intrigued by copybaras. I think they're just like, first of all, they're extremely cute. 
um they chew funny and like i just want one what intrigues you about slots i think i have a lot of sloth in my game okay we'll leave it at that riley what animal intrigues you most not mainstream uh yeah, I don't think this is mainstream, but it's pretty easily Komodo dragons. I've been fascinated with them for as long as I could remember. Like, how insane is it that we just have these essentially dinosaurs that are off in Indonesia that could maul a human? And uh, they're just, I'm so fascinated by Komodo dragons. Hmm. But they never have. They probably have, but I don't think anyone's dumb enough to get that close to a Komodo dragon. Okay. Wow. Komodo dragons got a little bit of cl- they got a little bit of like clinging in them. Like, are they hurt or do they just like you know are they good? <laughs> I like this game. We could do this for a whole episode. Uh, I, I, Card, I think you're about to slander me, maybe more than you've ever slandered me for my answer to this. I have no interest in animals whatsoever. You like you like dogs? I love dogs, but that's a mainstream animal. Like, I if it's not a house pet, like I've just never been a zoo guy. Don't think going to zoos are fun. Feel bad for the animals. Okay, I I got you on the feel bad for the animals part, but I I just refuse to believe you don't have any interest whatsoever in any like any animals. Nothing sparks your interest whatsoever. I'm a big like let people live guy. Like I I want to let animals go do their thing, go rock. I don't need to be in their business. Like I I do not need to know more about any animals whatsoever that aren't going to be a part of my life. All right then. Yeah. You never had like a Shark Week phase or anything like that. No, no. In fact, I think we said this on the pod before, but the heat check guys uh, tried to compare Carter and I to Shark Week as like a compliment for like our content strategy. And I took it as a big insult and went back to the hotel room pissed that night with a chip on my shoulder. So, uh, and here we are now. It's all working out. It's fantastic. Uh, but just want to read some answers. The, these I don't think were meant to be read on the pod, but I just love them so much. Answers to Twist- Tristan's question. Uh, Guy says, I mess with dinosaurs. Malik says, the mantis shrimp for me. Melba says, the pangolin. Uh, like th- this is just our discord being our discord. I love it so much. Like we're having great animal talk in here. It's incredible. Fletcher says honeybee for show. <laughs> like, it's so good. <laughs> so good. Uh, Malik is back in the comments. He says DND parentheses, dumb and dumber time. It's epitome. You know what? I went to a good four year college versus I can hold my breath longer than you. Cause I'm going to cheat. Versus not knowing the answer was Patrick from SpongeBob SquarePants. I think Malik just wants to read our dumbest moments every day, I think now. And today, all of these came from you, Cart. What, no, the breath one was from you, wasn't it? You're the one who said you were going to cheat to beat me. And that's what he called out. Right. In response to people calling you a fatso who can't breathe. Yeah, thank you. Watch your tone, Discord. That's way too harsh. Thank you. I don't think anybody called Carter. Like, he's just, he's fake outraging right now. Guy says, it's Riley Friday. Yes, it is, Guy. He says, what do you think about nicknames, Riley? How should they be awarded? Are you satisfied with bluffs? Who has the best nickname? And if I start calling Greg G. Wizzy more, is that bad? Mm. Best nicknames, I think, happen very organically. You don't force it. Like, fam just started saying breezy bluffs. It, we didn't really quite get where it came from, and it stuck. Like, that. that's the best way. Uh, it really is the best way to uh, to have an origin story. I use G-Wizzy all the time. Um, I podcast with you every week, so maybe that gives me a rite of passage to G-Wizzy. Uh, maybe Guy needs to make a couple more uh, appearances before he can really, you know, flex the G-Wizzy muscles, so to speak, or to, to use that as comfortably. But I don't know. What's your take on it? All right, you want to give your take on that, actually, real quick? 
Yeah, I'm I'm more of an organic nickname guy. Like I feel like it just has to kind of be given to you and like it has to stick. Bullshit. You have nicknamed yourself Big Cat since as I, long as you can remember. Why do we always have to go to this? I did not give myself the Big Cat nickname. It who was did? given it was it was bestowed upon me by who? Years. By who? Zach. Zach called you Big Cat and not the bigger centers on your team? No, Zach called me Big Cat. You didn't have Big Cat before you met Zach? No. Big Cat started my sophomore year of college. Okay. All right. And then I it, think occasionally it's fine to give yourself a nickname. And it was shortened. It was shortened to Cat. And then all of a sudden people started calling me Cart. So it's like Cart, Cat. Like that was that that was given to me. Okay. Just let that be right. known. The best nickname of all time is Kevin Durant's nickname. The Slim Reaper is fire. Oh, I, was, I thought you were gonna say Easy Money Sniper. Easy that Money Sniper is sick. That's also good. So is Champagne Poppy. If we're gonna keep it above. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, I'd be fine either way on G Wizzy. You can call me that. You don't have to call me that. I certainly don't intend for that to be a nickname, but I do like it when Riley calls me that. It feels endearing, like a little. little you gave yourself that nickname, though. So that's, that that's wasn't why a that was never a nickname. Like I've never gone around being like, "Yeah, call me G Wizzy." Like that's just my. Wasn't Twitter. that your rap name? It's just a Twitter handle. That's not a nickname. A but it was your it was, it was your rapper name. A rap Technically, name. it was G Wiz, wasn't it? Yeah, a rapper name is not a nickname for the record. That's a business move. Oh, okay. My apologies. That's like, like, is Sleepers a nickname? No, it's a brand. Same as G Wiz. Did you ever have a nickname? Probably just G. Just which G. also, by the way, also came from Zach. Also came from C. Her. Okay, that's it. Riley. Did you ever have one like in high school or anything like that? College, it was Riz. Like before <laughs> Riz was a thing. So you were Riz before Riz. Yes, I kid you not. That's why my Bleacher Report name was ASAP Riz when y'all saw me <laughs> in the comments. That was great, by the way. That's incredible. Uh, if I were you, I would triple down on going by Riz now that Riz is Riz, by the way. One of my friends from college was like telling me, he, this was like a year and a half ago, about this new slang phrase, Riz, that has now very much become mainstream. And I kind of couldn't believe it because it's like, that was what people called me at Carolina. I I love Brian Ralph more than most people that associate with him. I'm letting this be known. But if you started up Riz Report, the clicks you would get from people who won are probably just looking to get some Riz tips, but also like college <laughs> basketball eyes, the engagement would be absolutely off the charts. Just throwing it out there. It's a good idea. Uh, I have I've idea. long wanted to combine like a like a love weekly column with everything we do college basketball content, by the way. Like, Card, I think you and I are now at a place where we could actually publicly do that, and it would make sense. So we just need to figure out how to brand that. But, like, on Fridays, people send us their love questions and concerns, and we're just we're, – we're that instead of basketball. Yeah, that'd be great. It'd be like the morning toast. Yeah, it'd be really, really good. Uh, final comment today. This is from Fino's Burner, who uh, is deservedly victory lapping me today says, I would like to <laughs> denounce Greg's body language PhD after his Malik Renew comments. Um, yeah, first off, shout out to Finos Burner. Shout out to Indiana fans. Uh, we need more Hoosier fans in the Discord, and the Hoosiers looked great tonight. We just put the recap up. It's the first recap we've ever recorded while a game is still ongoing. So that's a compliment to Indiana. Uh, with that said, my body language PhD speaks for itself. The track record, the resume it is what it is. Nobody will be denouncing that. The mistake I made this time was not leaving the door open that sometimes 
body language is so obviously bad that it has the opposite effect in the next action within 24 hours. That's a classic body language move. Uh, I didn't see it coming. It was on the nose. That's on me. But don't think I don't know my shit, okay? It is what it is. This was a fake outburst from Malik Renu who came out and hit four fake threes tonight. It's all fake. He knows Bernard. Come on, guys. Greg, Greg put way too much time into his craft and way too much work to have his PhD questioned, okay? Let's let's not go there. Let's let's draw the limits. Let's draw the line. Yeah, at least can you like get your BA in body language before you come at me, Mr. PhD, with that, you know, <laughs> like show me some creditation before we actually get here. Uh, all right, that's <laughs> that's the comments. Thank you, Discord. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Discord. I know we probably have people of all sorts of faiths uh, and however you celebrate your holiday season this year. Uh, know how much you mean to us. We feel like we're a big family and the support that you have given us in the last five to six months has been outstanding. It has reinvigorated everything that Carter and I do as a duo at Sleepers Media. It has changed the way we approach this content thing entirely. And uh, our lives are forever on a better path forward because of your support. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. We hope you have a great week with your families. And uh, we hope we can just brighten your day here and there throughout the year as best we can. That's our only goal. Riley, we hand the show over to you. Uh, very excited for what you're going to do with the holiday edition of Riley Friday. Let's go. I don't want to spoil it too much. The third topic will be the holiday theme on the first two are sort of unrelated, but this first one, Malik Renault, actually, excuse me, Malik Renew. don't need who's your nation coming after me. Malik Renew ties into this nicely. I wanted to do another draft. I, I think I'm toying <laughs> with the idea of making this a bit every week and getting guy to do a graphic. Love the way it turned out. I want to draft the lefties in college basketball. Ooh. Mm. And I think I've been uh, I've been pondering this recently because my son is starting to get to the age where he's like reaching for toys, grabbing for rattles, etc. And he usually reaches first with his left hand. So I'm thinking like, am I going to have a southpaw? Is he going to be a little lefty shooter? Is he going to be a lefty tennis player? G with a nice little uh, nice little spin on his serve. Um, always tough to game plan for a lefty, by the way, on the tennis court. Always tough. And, and I think I've just always loved the way that like lefty jump shots look. So that inspired this and I'll give you all a second to collect your thoughts, but I'm taking the first pick on this one since I got the third pick last week. Fair. Uh, I guess. So fair. am I, am I always locked into the second pick every week? Yeah. Let's, let's, let's switch it up. That sucks. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, Riley. All right. I'll kick us off. With the first pick of the lefty draft, I'm taking Terrence Shannon Jr. It's the right pick. Um, yeah, it's the right pick. So I think I'm really, really bad at knowing who's a lefty and who's not. Uh, I am currently Twitter videoing a player that I'm pretty sure is a lefty, but I don't know for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's a lefty. With my first overall pick in the left-handed draft, uh, my pick is Mr. Mononucleosis himself, Malik Mack. From Harvard. Malik Mack's left-handed? He sure is. I didn't um, realize Malik Mack was left-handed. I realized Damn, I could have got him fifth round. That's crushing. <laughs> yeah. I have a big board in front of me, and Malik Mack was nowhere to be found. What do it. I have to do to get that board? Because I don't think I can name another left-handed player. No. Uh, okay. I, I, it's, it's my turn. <clears throat> um, My first pick is – wait, I get two picks right now, don't I? Yeah, yeah, because we're snaking. Okay. I'm going to go Tyler Kolick. As my first pick. He's a lefty? 
Yeah. Yeah. Tyler Kolek's a lefty. Mm-hmm. Jesus, this is going to be the first draft I've ever lost just because I don't know who the player pool is. And then in my for my second pick, I'm going to go Baylor Shireman. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good, good one. Good start, Card. Good start. It's a really good start. God, I'm really bad at this. Uh, I mean, I only have one player in mind right now, and I don't want to draft him. Oh, got one. Hunter Dickinson. Hmm. Way to save yourself, G. I was wondering. I'm like, one of these should be so obvious to you. Damn, like, I didn't I, know if you were going to pick him. But... I, I, yeah, now I'm mad. I didn't get him. Can um, we do trades in this draft? Because I feel like no. if I can if I can negotiate my way out of my roster, I might still win this. No. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> well, you don't have to trade uh, with me. <laughs> let me crunch some numbers here. Crunch some numbers? As I pull up this guy's stat page and make sure I'm not going to get. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely taking David Jones from Memphis next get my nice little get my nice little wing duo going here Ooh, we don't like that pick uh, it's, not, not it's a, fine it's fine but david jones has been cooking this year he's averaging yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good pick that doesn't, that doesn't get the home team excited and you know it uh, doesn't come on all right so second pick let's see so i got Ter- terrence shannon david jones um between two guys i'll take janai broom that's crazy. That's really crazy. I still like. I have no way of knowing who's actually a lefty from any of these players. If he if he wasn't picked up when he got to me, I was about to ask y'all if he was left handed. I, I was about to call. To I was going to call BS that he's not left handed. Um. Okay. Am I allowed to ask pointed questions on if a guy's left handed? Yeah, that works. We don't have to answer them. No, if we don't want to. Okay. And what happens if I draft a player that's just objectively not left-handed? That's not allowed. Yeah, I know. But, like, it, I won't know that I'm doing it. So, like, then what happens? Do I get more picks later? Is my pick skipped and I lose the draft automatically? Like, what happens? You lose automatically if you own a right-handed player. I don't know any other. I have one other left-handed player that's not getting picked till the fifth round. and I'm, there's, there's a good amount of left-handed players out there. I know. Yeah, I just they're... don't know who they are, man. Um, I'm like trying to envision every North Carolina player's jumper right now. You're gonna you're gonna forfeit a pick here soon. Yeah, how much time's on the clock? How does this work? Three seconds. No, 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 no. You got you got like thirty seconds. We'll give you thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Okay. Can I get like a hint at least? Like, is anybody is anybody on Arizona left handed? Uh, yes, one of the bench guys is. Is there's a guy? There's a guy on the team who just lost to Arizona who's left-handed who's very good. There's Uh, two, actually, isn't there? And it's not the one who shot three for 15 from three. I think. There's there's two good lefties on Alabama, isn't there? Really? Okay, uh, this is going to scare me that I might automatically lose. I think it's Mark Sears. I'll take Mark Sears. Yeah, Mark Sears is the lefty I was going to. Who are you thinking of, Cart? Isn't Estrada a lefty? I actually don't know. Okay. Either either way. Okay, I lost Broom. Ugh. Okay. This Wait, is- I suddenly I love my team. Mark Sears, Malik <laughs> Mack, and Hunter. I'm cooking. Yeah, that actually is a pretty good team. It's a that team. Is, that's not bad. I need a guard. I need a I guess I, I got a- team. Okay. I'm gonna go. Oh man. It's not a good time to have bigs. Um all right, let me go ahead and lock down. 
Can I get confirmation from someone if Aaron Estrada is left-handed? I don't know. What do you, what do you want from me? I don't know. Let me put. <laughs> he was not on my big board. I'm pulling up. I'll, I'll see if I can find. See, can we get a? Hey, actually, hold on. Is this guy left-handed? Wait. Oh, okay. I got mine. Uh, for my next pick, I'm going to take Dylan Mitchell from Texas. Ooh, bad pick. Estrada is a lefty for the record. Okay, and with my next pick, I'm going to take Aaron Estrada. Yeah, Gar. The craziest shit ever is that I'm still going to beat Cart in this draft. That's insane. Uh, my pick is Eric Dixon, who is a killer. By the way, I feel like we have not put enough love on this man. I love this man's game. He just single-handedly decimated uh, Creighton the other night. Eric Dixon, perfect stretch four next to Hunter. Oh my God, I love my team. Wait, no, 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 no. I'm out. Eric Dixon at the four next to Hunter. No, I'm out. Okay, then Hunter at the four. Either both of them can step out. Good luck, Twin Towers. Eric Dixon's six six. That's why he's the four. It's not really Twin Towers though. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see. I'm gonna take Cam Jones and add a little shooting to my lineup. Wait, Marquette has an all lefty backcourt? They do. Yeah. That explains a lot. Man, I, wait, how many guys do we each have now? Uh, I got four. four. So I'm about to run. So I got Terrence Shannon. David I got five. Jones, no, you do not. You have four. <laughs> I have five. You shouldn't. Wait, I have four. What's your team? I have Kolick. I have Estrada. I have Shireman. And I have Dylan Mitchell. I think that's four, isn't it? Yeah. Are you are you not naming someone you drafted? No, I think that was all of them. No, I think it's all of them. I think he's lying. I think he drafted a fifth, but I don't know who it is. No, I do know who I want next. Is it my pick? No, it's still mine because it's snaking. This is my last guy. I'm taking Alan Flanagan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that would have been nice like four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm having buyer's remorse. <laughs> I thought Flanagan was a good pick because he's been like stunting for Ole Miss this year. Yeah, I no. thought that was like going to be a sneaky, heady pick. A, a pick saved is a pick laid. Hmm. I feel I like really the best and he didn't even know this freaking premise oh, i have i have a nice little puzzle piece to add i'm just trying to make sure there's not somebody smarter and better um you know this guy's got to shoot the ball better he's got to shoot the ball better but anytime you can get a mclean cup champion you simply have to do it i'm taking jay nakins wow you know what i might have to say i might have to say book with my last pick i'm not mad at it. uh no, with the last pick, I am going to go with I need a leader. I need someone old. I need a glue guy for my team. Check one through five. Has a hyphenation in his name. I'm going Josiah Jordan James. That's a good pick. Yeah. I considered I was either taking him or Flanagan for my last pick, and I might have made a mistake. I need a college hoops game to come out because I want to make this team and I want to see how far I can go. Yeah, it's a good pick. So let's just read our teams back quickly, uh, and then we'll we'll collectively vote on whose teams are better. All right, so I'll yeah, I'll start since I had the first pick. You know, keep that going. Uh, So I took Terrence Shannon, David Jones, Janai Broom, Cam Jones, and Alan Flanagan. Who's running point for you? TSJ. Ugh. 
You had such a good start, Riley, but you really I know. Down, I know. Yeah. Uh, okay, I have Malik Mack, Mark Sears, Jay Nakins, Eric Dixon, Hunter Dickinson. I love that team. I love that team. Okay. All right. I got. By the way, the Dick Dix front court, incredible. Just Dick like, Dick. yeah, that's a great. The NIL opportunity is immense. Okay. I got. I got Tyler Kolick, Aaron Estrada, Baylor Shireman, Josiah Jordan James, Dylan Mitchell. Your team's just food defensively. Like, who's guarding fours? Josiah Jordan James is good defensively. So is Ooh, Tyler yeah, he's Cole. a great defender. Who's guarding fives? Dylan Mitchell can guard fives. Dylan Mitchell's guarding your five? He's guarding the fives y'all got? Dylan Mitchell's, Mitchell's guarding Hunter Dickinson. Yeah. Then uh, yeah, he's check, and he's got and he's got to check him on the other end too. By I, the way, I mean my team wins. I mean, like, wait, hold on, Carter. Who was your fifth? Kolick, Estrada, Josiah, Jordan, James, Dylan Mitchell, and who was the last? Oh, Shireman. It's over. Like I don't know. I think Car- Carter's uh, Carter's team is putting up numbers, mm-hmm. like Creighton numbers, and we saw what Eric Dixon just did to Creighton. Like, no. Also, thank you for the kind words, Riley. But based on the exercise we did last week, I have to pick, I have to pick between you and Greg, and I'm picking Greg's team. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna lose every freaking week thank when you. I prepared. I, I had mean, a you, big board. You and really faltered down up. the stretch, man. And you had a big board too. What's going on? Yeah, I, f- I feel bad, but I have to pick Carter's team. I think Carter's team <laughs> beats Riley's team, which means Riley now has the pick of who wins. Like, come on, he's guarding Dylan Mitchell at the five. Like what he, he has, has, he has Hunter Dixon Dickinson really guarding anybody. Dylan Mitchell. I'm putting him in pick. Are you, Dylan Tyler Mitchell Cole? is on self-check Greg, 80% Greg, of Greg, the time. Greg, you told me every single time we get on a Kansas episode, put that man in the pick and roll. You're telling me I'm getting Tyler Kolick putting Hunter Dickinson in the pick and roll? My brother, Ooh. my brother, my brother, my brother. I'm just going zone. If that's all you're doing, I'm going and zone. I'm cooking, I'm, and I'm, I'm cooking you if you go zone. I don't think you are. I don't think you are. I can, I think Carter's team still wins just because of like the playmaking and shot making you're going to get from Estrada, Kolick, and Shireman, and that you got Josiah Jordan James cleaning it up, being that glue guy on defense who can check the best perimeter player. I know Dylan Mitchell like is not the ideal five man playing down low, but at least he can block some shots. It's not even that he's not ideal. He's not a five man. He's a he's he's my a, ideal five he's man. A skinny three. I'm like my team's scoring every time in the post, every single possession. And by the I way, think, acting like my backcourt's like it's, like it's over. it's over, man. It's over. Malik, Malik, it's, well, I don't like when people make objectively wrong decisions. And I worked for that, <laughs> Card. I worked for that. Uh, can we wrap this segment? Sorry to take over your segment, Rob, but can we wrap this segment each drafting a coach that we think looks left-handed? Oh, that's a good uh, – I like this. Uh, so who's it's technically Carter's pick because we're back reverse snaking. So oh, e- Riley. easy Holtman. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, hmm. I'm really. Um, Shaka. Yeah, I think Shaka. I think Shaka's lefty. Riley. I'm going Shrews. I think Shrews is left-handed. You're not a true UNC fan, Riley. Are you saying you think Hubert's left-handed? Is Hubert, Hubert left-handed? Hubert is left-handed. Is he really? Yeah. You, you, you've never seen Hubert highlights? I have. I've never noticed he was left-handed. 
also did oh never Man, mind. i'm just my apologies armando's right-handed right yeah mm-hmm. okay he carries um his... is oh man let's move on do we want to hit topic number two yeah yeah all right let's get topic number two um tyrese proctor ewing theory I tease this to y'all in a text, but we're looking at a Duke team that's won three in a row now, including a resounding victory in MSG over Baylor. Now, part of this, I admit, is me stoking the fire, the flames of rivalry as a as a Duke hater, a UNC fan. But I am really curious, like, if you were John Shire, how do you work Tyrese Proctor back into this rotation? Because Shire's been hinting that he's close to playing, but in Proctor's absence... The offense has figured some things out. They're playing through Filipowski a lot more, letting him play make. I know he had a near triple-double against Hofstra. Caleb Foster and Jared McCain have both been playing a lot better recently, especially McCain, who went nuts against Baylor. Like, what if there's a world where, like, Proctor's the third or the fourth best guard on this team? What do you do to work him back into this rotation? You mind if I go first, Greg? I would love for you to go for it. I gave some of my thoughts on this on the recap with uh with Brian last night, so you can lead. I mean, you know, it's to me, I believe in John Shire as a coach to have the ability to do this because last season I thought he did a great job with adjustments and just throughout the season making adjustments with that Duke team to have them rolling towards the end of the season outside of kind of flaming out the tournament, I think earlier than other people anticipated them to. So just on the surface level, I have faith that Shire can do it and work him in, but I'm staying strong and put with what I've been saying all season that Tyrese Proctor is the fourth best guard on this team. I, I just think he is. Um, if I was John Shire, I would go in my coach's yellow book page, like the coach's directory, which I feel like all of them have. I would get in contact with Greg Gard and I'd ask him what he did with Connor Asijan and I would do the Australian version of that with Tyrese Proctor. I mean that's a little harsh. It is, but I'm I'm a harsh type of guy. <laughs> Proctor's been better than that though, right? Like I yeah. want to do this two card, I do, but like can we can, can we like put him in the Ethan Morton role? That's like I I really want to do this with you, but we have to like be a little bit honest about how we're doing it. Like even in Proctor's bad nights, like he has like seven assist nights. Right, so that that's what makes Duke so good. Like Proctor is their fourth best guard. Play him, feature him like the fourth best guard. But here is or third, or third, third or fourth. I think that I think that Roach should be the guy. I do too. But isn't the problem this? Like why it's clunky is that the best case version of all of these guys individually for Roach is scoring, for McCain is scoring, for Foster is scoring. For Proctor, it's passing. In theory, Proctor should be making all these other guys better. Roach can really Roach can low key really pass though. I know. I just like isn't that the problem? It's almost like Proctor needs to be ball dominant for it to work because he needs to create for others, right? That's the issue. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 think, I don't know. Like Foster and Roach both need the ball in their hands. I think the, Proctor the, didn't leave and just go get drafted lottery when he could have. Yeah, he would have been a first rounder last that's year. That's the real that's the real issue. He's still gonna be a first rounder, right? I don't think it's like his stock that's gonna I, die I, here. I think he'll be a first rounder, but like you don't think Shire and Duke were like, I mean, we're not getting a fur we're not getting a surefire. He probably would have went lottery, to be honest with you, or close to lottery last year. 
some probably and probably having some good workouts too. Mm-hmm. And he, he get, didn't go. Is he getting picked over Jet Howard? Yeah, I actually think. Yeah, he I think he would have too. Yeah, I don't think so. I think uh, I think they would. They see a six five PG that like just started playing PG young. Has the length, has the everything. Like they he see not, a future passer can check actually. Like, you're not getting in workouts and shooting it like Jet did. Like, what's what's his NBA ready skill? You tell me he's getting in a scrimmage workout and looking better than he does at Duke right now. That he's got a passport. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I so I think in I, a in a workout he probably could have convinced some people like that he was a elite passer and he he's had some really good flashes playmaking. Bro, Khalil Ware was top 10 on Gavoni's board before the season stopped just because he could post up stairs. Weak draft. That's why he's still going to get drafted. There was no harm because this draft Mm -hmm. stinks, right? Like, Proctor still is like a top 11 pick, and he's barely even playing right now. Top 11 still seems like a lot. Like, I don't know. Personally, in my mind, I just knock him because I expected him to be an undisputed top 10 player in the sport, and here we are talking about him not even being one of the five best players on his own team. Can I ask you this? Did you actually see things last season that made you think this? Or did you just kind of buy into the collective hype speak of the offseason of like, oh, he's going to take the job? Like, you watched him more than anybody I know. Truly. Yeah. You saw him first. That, what did you see? That was what I, that was why I thought he was going to be that guy. Like, I, I thought I was going to be the only one being like, no, this dude might be an All American. And then, Everybody, the Almanac wanted to vote him a top five player. And same with like Brian Ralph and Connor were talking about him as a top five player within my heat check circles. And I was like, wow, this is nowhere near as original as I thought it would be. Cause again, it seemed like he could get to whatever spot he wanted to on the court. Uh, he was a good defender. Granted, I think that whole Duke team looked a lot better defensively with lively there and like a seven ten wingspan cleaning everything up. But yeah. And then the, the pick and roll playmaking flashes, like some of the live dribble passes he would nail were pretty special, especially for a reclass guard. Okay. In those games, though, like, has there ever been a game that Tyrese Proctor's been the best player on the floor? I want to say he had some games in ACC tournament where he was, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think against Miami, he probably. Yeah, that's the one I remember in my head. There was one ACC tournament game where I actually saw it. I was like, oh, this guy can kind of go. Okay. Like, I remember the flashes. I just, I I don't, maybe I missed the game, truly. Because I never came away from a game being like, yeah, that was Tyrese Proctor's game. I thought he was just like one of these promising dudes. He had a really good stretch in that Tennessee game and then went cold down like the last five minutes or so. Like he has 16 points that game. And that was, he was in some really timely shots that just kept them in it when uh, your boy Olivier Kamwa was giving them buckets and putting on the clamps on the other end. Killer. Love Olivier Kamwa for that. But so just to be clear, yeah. so Tyrese Proctor was the best player in a game that Duke lost by double digits that Olivier Kamwa dominated. And that's yeah, Olivier Kamwa was definitely the best player in that game. But Tyrese Proctor was nice for like should have seen should have seen thirty it. minutes. A little bit of a <laughs> little bit of a red flag there. Um, okay, so my my honest thing back to your question of like what should they do? How should they play this? I do think that they could bring him back off the bench, and I know that sounds like bring the detonator out and people are going to freak out at that. Uh, I don't think it's nearly as crazy as it sounds. I think like if, if he's not a hundred percent, I think you could still play him and work him back. And even if he is a hundred percent, you could lie to people and tell them that it's because he's not a hundred percent. He's slowly working back. Um, I think you owe it to guys like Jared McCain and guys like Jeremy Roach, who have looked fantastic in this stretch without him to 
just keep the momentum rolling. Like, Cart, we're talking about that with your team right now. Like, even if you wanted to make drastic changes to the rotation, you shouldn't do it in the middle of Michigan State looking really good. I feel the same about Duke right now. Like, I, I think this team has looked significantly better in the three games that they played fully without Tyrese Proctor than when they were trying to make it all work with him. And I, look, he's obviously a good player. He he might be their second most talented player. I don't think there's an argument he's more talented than Flip at all as far as like a college basketball player goes. Prospect-wise, sure, you can make that argument. Um, but to me, like, even the games that he was good earlier this season when he's been good, it's almost like the ball stops while he's waiting to make a play for someone else. Like, it, the, their offense has less flow to it and it's less natural movement and it's less the ball finding the right guy. And it's more Tyrese Proctor is going to take 10 seconds to get himself ready to go create a shot for someone else at the end of the shot clock, which is clunkier than just playing naturally through Jeremy Roach or these other guys. So I do think like he has to find it. He has to be a part of this team for them to be national championship. Good. Tyrese Proctor has to be a heavy, heavy, heavy portion of that. Um, which is why for me, you work him back in slowly. You see if the minutes that he comes in, if he plays 15, 20 minutes off the bench in his first game back, what does he look like in those minutes? Is the team better with him when he's off the floor versus when he's on it? And John Shire is smart enough to evaluate that as he goes. But if I were him, I would owe it to the guys that have been playing really well to let them keep doing that first. I like agree completely with that. I thought that was very well worded as far as like how he gets his assists. Cause I know I mentioned it was those playmaking flashes that really had me buying into the hype in the off season, but like, you know, I've seen, seen him in person at the Arizona game, watched most of Duke's big games. Like even the games where he would have the big assist numbers, it didn't. Yeah. Like you said, it didn't feel like it was this free flowing gorgeous ball movement type of offense if, if they I don't want to call them cheap assists but it felt a little bit like that um whereas you see what was their assist rate was something crazy their other night against Baylor where the ball is popping and has energy if we're going to turn to some coach speak um <laughs> that's one of my favorite coach speak isms these days like coaches love saying the ball had energy um <laughs> the, the ball was really popping around the floor tonight <laughs> But it's true. Like Duke's offense is like noticeably better with when the ball get when the ball has energy with in this current iteration of it. Ball has energy. Mm -hmm. The last thing. So so we can we can we can pencil in Tyrese for fifteen minutes a night. Deal. Final question. Final final question on this. I'm gonna force you to answer the tough question. Is this team actually better without Tyrese Proctor? Yes or no, Carter. Is this team better with or without Tyrese Proctor? That's another way to twist the question, but yeah, that's the this question. Team is, this team is better with Tyrese Proctor on the roster. Is it better with him in a starring role? No. Riley, same two questions. <sighs> I, I think it's def they're definitely a better team with Tyrese Proctor in the rotation. I don't yeah. think he has to be a starter. Okay. That feels like we're taking the easy way out, boys. Like what? that that feels that feels like we're just like, oh, yeah, of course he's that important. But yeah, maybe 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 he's not. Like that's not a take <laughs> I mean, it, that's an uh, that's an obvious question. Yes, he this team is better with him on the roster. That's I mean, I guess like it, it, the same way that, the same way that Michigan is worse without Jet Howard off the roster? Like 
We did this dance all last season. Of course, Michigan's worse without a top 15 pick on it. At the same time, centering your team around that player killed them. Like, I, I, I think there's a lot of comparisons here. And Proctor's better defensively, and Proctor's arguably better offensively than Jet was. But uh, I'll, I'll go there if you guys won't. I think this team is worse with Tyrese Proctor. And the more time they spend trying to center things around Tyrese Proctor and getting him right is more time wasted towards what could be a really good season without him. In that case, I hope they keep toying with it until like February 10th. Just let me get just let me get that win over Duke in the Dean Dome and then and then realize that you don't need to be playing through Tyrese Proctor. There we go. We'll see what happens. All, all right. Say. Topic number three, Riley. What do we got? Bring us home. All right. Last one. This literally came to me when you gave your holiday greeting. Uh, let's do something Christmas related. Last episode before Christmas. We just tried to pencil in which coaches we think are left-handed. I want to compare compare coaches to characters from Christmas movies and or Christmas TV specials. Wow. Okay. Forewarning, I might struggle with this. <laughs> this Same. Is I not gave your game. This not was my... not a this was not a premeditated topic. It just came to me. Okay, let's rock. An epiphany, not to be confused with an epitome. Okay. Um, yeah. Riley, can you set the tone for us with this? Like, give it, buy us a little time to think. Can you set the tone? Okay. Here? I feel like there's definitely got to be like a Clark Griswold type out there who's going to be really obvious that I'm missing. Never watched any of those movies. <laughs> you never seen Christmas Vacation? No. Greg, are you, have you seen it? I have seen Christmas Vacation. I'm just laughing because I know Carter's going to say this about every character we reference this whole topic, and it's just going to expose him in a hilarious way. I love it. <laughs> Never seen them. Jerome Jerome Tang is Clark Griswold. I like that. I like that. I could see that. Um, yeah, like kind of the element of like like whimsy and mischief, but also like he'll put his foot down when needed. Like I kind of mm-hmm. kind of see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about? I'm trying to think uh, of like a, a Buddy the Elf figure. It I would have been Josh Pastner if he was still coaching. Mm-hmm. I like that call. Seen Elf. Have you seen Elf? I have seen Elf. I have seen Elf. Why don't you, Car, why don't you give us a Christmas movie you've seen and then we can uh, try and find a character to compare to a coach for you? Uh, uh, I've seen this Christmas. You guys want to compare someone to Chris Brown? I think that kind of defeats the purpose of the exercise, but if we need to. Uh, I'm trying to think what other Christmas. What about Home Alone 2? What about Macaulay Coffee? It's a tough one. <laughs> Is John Shire Macaulay Culkin? Yeah, that feels right. Been given the keys that, to the kingdom? That does just kind of feel right. That's a really good one, actually. Given the keys to the kingdom. I like that. Would that um, make like Tommy Amaker the bandit or any it, the <laughs> one or like Jeff Capel just looking into this job trying to find a way to finagle it? Capel and Amaker for sure. Uh yeah, that's perfect. I still feel bad for Amaker, by the way. Um who's who's the Grinch? Mick Cronin. Yeah. Yeah. Complaining about how he can't get NIL in Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean Where's Juwan? Oh, come on. Juwan does feel a little grinchy. What? Just can't play by the rules. Can't oh, play nice. Jawan feels like a violent, like a horror Christmas movie guy. Not a like Izzo's way. Izzo is way more Grinchy than Jawan. 
Izzo does have some grinchy tendencies, especially when you factor in, like we've talked about him throwing the arm around his players. That's very much akin to the Grinch's heart growing. Yeah. You're a big Christmas movie guy, aren't you, Riley? I'm not, actually. I mean, you're spitting right now. I I, I tend to be good at these type of exercises, but I feel like I enjoy watching Christmas Vacation and Elf, maybe sprinkling a little Jim Carrey's Grinch in there. But aside from that... Not really like a Santa Claus guy or any of the claymation type ones. I like the claymation one where it's just like the classic. Is it like Night Before Christmas? Like where they literally just go to the north? Like no, it's Rudolph. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. That one. Hmm. That's a good movie. Who's Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer of college coaches? That's another tough one. <laughs> I think it'd be Hurley. Why? Which one? Well, one, Danny? because the Hurley family has enough brothers and family members to form like a whole Dasher, Blitzen, Dancer, Prancer type type thing going on. Can you name uh, the can you name all the reindeer? Uh Rudolph, Dancer, Prancer, Blitzen, Rocket, Eddie? <laughs> rocket is absolutely not a rainbow. No, there's definitely a rocket. There is a rocket. Is there a rocket? Yeah. Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen. There's no rocket. There is, a, there is a rocket. There is not a rocket in the reindeer. Okay, well, who's Rudolph? I say Hurley. Hold on. You guys are trying to call me out right now. There's not a <laughs> rocket. Come on, boys. Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. <laughs> Eddie. <laughs> Uh, we can't gloss over Eddie. <laughs> I like I like Danny Hurley as Rudolph because especially if you factor in like the the anger, the tirade, your face gets all red. It fits there. Yeah. Who's Santa? I have one. Well, actually, I have two. Here's how I see it playing out. If you guys don't have an answer, do you have an answer? I, I do. Tony Bennett. It's a horrible answer. Or Huggins. That was one of mine. Who's Riley's? I it. I can't think of one. Hold on. Uh, am I Matt Painter? I mean, he's got the white hair and kind of a gut. Yeah, he's working on the the, the Santa belly right now for sure. Um, I this is how I see Santa playing out. If it was coaches, it, it was Bob Huggins' job for thirty years. And then his recent developments have forced him to give up the role of Santa at the Christmas party. So he's really upset about it. Like he's been real bitter. He's been banned from the party and the family's honestly kind of worried. Like authorities have been notified he might arrive. Uh, now it's Ed Cooley's job. That's a good pick. I like Ed, Ed Cooley as Santa. He'd be a great Santa. Great Santa. Uh, I, I had one that goes into TV shows with Christmas episodes. And I was going to say... Kenny Payne as Kevin Malone in the the first Office Christmas episode where he's just trying to get his foot bath at the White Elephant and get out of there. <laughs> that's good. That's that's very very good. Uh, shout the Office. Car, do you like the Office? I do like the Office. I've never seen that episode. I feel like we might need to like test your Office knowledge just to make sure you're not lying quickly. Like, can you name any other Office characters that aren't Steve Carell? Bro, come on, fam. For real. You've you're... never seen the Office Christmas episode where they do the white elephant, the Yankee swap is what they call it? No. So it's what what episode. what office episode have you seen, Cart? Uh, I think I've watched 
Like it was one of those things where like I would turn it on at night and then I would just like I would fall asleep to it. Like I just let it play. Like so you can, you can't name one episode then. I mean, I can't name like the names of episodes, but like I can name what has happened in a lot of episodes. Like I seen the episode where they like go in an RV trip. For, I think it was for a company like retreat or something like that. I seen the one where they were running past the speed sign. I seen the one where they had the the bounce house outside with the fire drill episode. I've seen okay. the, uh, all right. All right. Noted. You've, you've seen at least one episode, one of those three. I can think the racial insensitivity training episode. Classic. There we go. That's all I needed to trust you now. Okay. Also, I found out your new nickname during this whole episode. Great. What is it? Big accordion. Why? Cause you kind of, you kind of give off accordion energy. I don't like that. It's fine. It's the one I gave to you. Embrace it or don't. I feel like you have to embrace any nickname given to you. Otherwise, if you don't embrace it, people are going to call you it. I'm just going to see if it sticks. Please don't stick. All right. I think that's it. Um, anything else on this, boys? Oh, I'd still like to do our one big thing. Can that be our Christmas theme? Yeah, if you want. One big thing presented by Bigby. Uh, final final moments of the Sleepers podcast pre holidays. Cart, what do you got? Uh, I would like to all. I would like to ask of you guys for your one big thing to state the best Christmas gift you ever received. Mm. My one big Great thing question. would either have to be my first like real basketball hoop, like the like a nice basketball hoop, like you you grew up from the you know the tight ones and all that. Like my first real basketball hoop with like the sandbag on the back to make sure it didn't move. And stuff like that. Or my first, like, I got a mountain bike with pegs on it. And I thought, like, I was Dave Mira. That was probably my second best one. It's a good gift. It's a yeah. good gift. Riley, what's what's yours? One year, I can think of the worst one pretty easily. One year, my parents got me a desk chair when I was in, like, second grade. Still don't know <laughs> what I did to deserve that. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, Just never dodged them. What is the best one? I had a all right cart. Um, <laughs> I vividly remember getting a toy pirate ship one year, and I've been a big fan of pirates my whole life. Hence, why I'm a Buccaneers fan. Do you have any eye patches? I do not. Uh, I mean, are you are we talking like toy eye patches? Or are you talking like have I ever had to wear an eye patch for an eye issue? Like you're like I'm a hoop fan. I can walk upstairs and grab a basketball. You're a pirate guy. Could you walk upstairs or walk into the other room and grab an eye patch right now? Unfortunately, no. All right, phony. <clears throat> that seems a little harsh. Um, all right, my I think so. A lot of the jerseys behind me and elsewhere in my residence were Christmas presents, so those are definitely up there. Um. One that jumps out is a gift I got from my father-in-law, who, if you know him, TP, great man, uh, is a Spartan dog through and through, like just the biggest Michigan State guy you could ever have. So when Mal and I started dating while we were students at Michigan State, it was a pretty complicated thing when her family started realizing I was a Michigan basketball fan. Like some of my first memories were like, I'm at the big 10 tournament with her dad, like a year into dating. And I'm freaking out that Trey Burke's going crazy. And he's just <laughs> like, you can't date this man. Like this guy sucks. <laughs> so, uh, and I had a mop top at the time, which didn't help that. But I think this was about maybe two, two years into our dating, two or three years into our dating. Uh, 
you know, he normally he does all like the the generic like dad giving his daughter's boyfriend Christmas gift stuff the first couple of years. Like, hey, kid, here's some popcorn and shit like that. Uh, <laughs> and year, I think it was year three. He like wrapped something up all nice. And like I could tell he was like excited to give me something. Cost me a basketball signed by John Beeline with a Michigan logo on it. And I was like, oh, I'm in. I got there. It was wow. big. That's a great gift. That is pretty sick. It's a big emotional moment. Are those our one big things, Cart, or were those just our answers to your one big thing? No, that uh, I mean, if you have a separate one that you would really like to get off, I encourage that. But I, I just wanted to make that kind of get that out there. Riley, do you have a one big thing? I was going to close with some pickup basketball etiquette because I played for the first time yesterday since my since Theo's been born. What was the record? Oh, and two. Yeah, it was tough. And part of my pickup etiquette is don't brand yourself as a shooter and then go cold. And then when we switch up the teams, go off against my team. (laughs) If you're a shooter and you're going to be cold, be cold the whole time. I respect that. I was so frustrated because all this, it was this high school kid who plays at some local high school and his friends were gassing him up like, oh, he's a really good shooter. I was getting paint touches at will and kicking out to him, and it was Brick City. And then he went off the next game. More coach speed. Paint touches. <laughs> hey, the all- ball, the ball had energy when I when it was in my hands. <laughs> all I hear is a non-shooter trying to tell a shooter how to be a shooter, and I don't think I like that. I don't think I can this stand this that on the show. You might be onto something. I'm not really a shooter. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Uh, my one big thing. I want to give a shout out to my moms, to Connie. Uh, because if you know her, you know she loves the holidays. That's where I get my love for the holidays. The holiday spirit runs deep in the Waddell family. And uh, Connie is famous for Connie's cookies. Uh, she is a an elite cookie maker, just simple as that, which comes in handy at Christmas time. So I want to give mm. everybody a good look at these. Uh, these are actually Connie's cookies that my daughter, Murphy, frosted for my wife, Mallory. And it was really cute. We had a great time. Uh, they look a little different than my mom's normally would look maybe a little little messier because Murph's, you know, six months old. This was her first time frosting cookies. But uh, shout out to moms. Her cookies are great. I've had about 40 of them this week. I am have about 140 more. Love that. Love okay, that's pretty food. That's pretty elite frosting work on Murph's part. I'm yeah. very impressed she's doing that at six months. Uh, I mean, I was holding her hands and doing it for her, but she did do it. It still counts. Yeah. We have the pictures to prove it. It was cute. Hart doesn't like that. He's not letting that fly. <laughs> it's okay. That that parenting style is needed because when Uncle when Uncle Cat comes into play, no handouts. Understood. All right, uh, <laughs> boys. Thank you both. I uh, love you both. It's been really fun doing this. I'm looking forward to picking it back up after the holiday season. Uh, have fun with your families this week, and uh, thanks everybody for listening. Enjoy the holidays. We'll pick back up next week. <laughs>